The Bible Study Podcast, episode 316. Today, the Bible Study Podcast continues the study of Jonah with chapter 2. Welcome to the Bible Study Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Christensen. Before I get into this week's episode, I should say for those of you who listen to this in a timely manner, who happen to be close to Cupertino, California, I will be preaching at my home church, Bethel Lutheran Church in Cupertino, California, coming up on Sunday, August 11th, 2013. Back to Jonah. You may remember when we left Jonah, he had fled from the Lord, although his reasons for fleeing were not made clear and won't be made clear until chapter 4. But he had been told by God to go to Nineveh, the great city in the Assyrian Empire, enemies of the Israelites, and go preach to them and go call them to repentance, call them as God's prophet. And instead, he took a ship, headed out to Joppa. A storm blew up, and eventually they had to throw Jonah into the sea reluctantly to make the storm stop. Chapter 2. From inside the fish, Jonah prayed to the Lord his God. He said, In my distress I call to the Lord, and he answered me. From deep in the realm of the dead I call for help, and you listen to my cry. You hurled me into the depths, into the very heart of the seas, and the currents swirled about me. All your waves and breakers swept over me. I said I have been banished from your sight, yet I will look again toward your holy temple. The engulfing waters threatened me. The deep surrounded me. Seaweed was wrapped around my head. To the roots of the mountains I sank down. The earth beneath barred me in forever. But you, Lord my God, brought my life up from the pit. When my life was ebbing away, I remembered you, Lord, and my prayer rose to you, to your holy temple. Those who cling to worthless idols turn away from God's love for them, but I, with shouts of grateful praise, will sacrifice to you. What I have vowed I will make good. I will say salvation comes from the Lord. And the Lord commanded the fish, and it vomited Jonah onto dry land. A couple interesting things about this prayer. One is that Jonah is doing it from inside of a fish. And the other thing is that We know that Jonah was in the fish for three days and three nights. Jesus makes that reference when he says that no sign will be given except the sign of Jonah. He's referring to his death and later resurrection. And yet this prayer that Jonah is praying, the words that we have recorded, obviously, don't take three days to say. We don't know if he prayed this prayer once. We don't know if this is a short excerpt of a long three-day discussion with God, or if it took him three days to get to the point where he was ready to pray. And I have to wonder if it might, in fact, be the last one, because did you notice the words? We have six verses of him being in distress, in the deep, hurled into the depths, the currents swirled around, he's banished, all of those sort of words, before he says... When my life was ebbing away, I remembered you, Lord, and my prayer rose to you, to your holy temple. It is easy for us, as it may have been easy for Jonah, to put off our prayer when times are good and to remember God when we are in the belly of the fish, to remember God when the waves break over us, when times get difficult. I'm reminded of a story. When I was a kid, one of the people from our church went back to his home country, which was Romania. Now, I am of an age that when he went back to that country, it was under communist rule. And so he went to his home church, and he met the priest from that church. I believe it was a Catholic church. 
and he gave him a small sum of money. He wanted to help them with their ministry. And as he was talking to the priest, he said to this man from my church, Mr. Ketchum was his name, that we were praying for you, praying for him in the U.S. of A. And he thought that was the oddest thing. He said, well, I don't understand why you would be praying for us. We should be praying for you. And they said, well, we have so little, it's easy for us to remember God. You have so much, it would be easy for you to forget. We don't know if that's what's going on with Jonah, but I think it's safe to say that some of the most heartfelt prayers are prayed in hospital rooms, are prayed sometimes even at grave sites, are prayed in this case from deep down under the waters inside a fish. It is easier sometimes for us to remember when our life is ebbing away, as Jonah says he did. There aren't a lot of distractions other than I would think the close quarters and bad smell inside a fish. And so Jonah remembers, those who cling to worthless idols turn away from God's love for them, but he will shout with grateful praise. He is shouting with grateful praise at a time when it's not clear what he has to be grateful for. Did you notice that? This happens not in the order you might think. He doesn't end up on dry land and then shouts for grateful praise. He first brings up that I, with shouts of grateful praise, will sacrifice to you. What I have vowed, I will make good. The salvation comes from the Lord. Now, that could be a promise that if you get me out of here, he could be making a deal with God. If you get me out of here, I will shout with grateful praise and sacrifice to you. But I think, like the psalmist, we get this point where Jonah has worked through where he is, he's gotten a little tired at some point of feeling sorry for himself. And he remembers God and turns to God and prays. And then as I once wrote in a song, even the fish couldn't swallow that. And so the fish vomits Jonah onto dry land. And let's read on to Jonah 3 then. Jonah goes to Nineveh. Then the word of the Lord came to Jonah a second time. Go to the great city of Nineveh and proclaim to it the message I give you. Jonah obeyed the word of the Lord and went to Nineveh. Now Nineveh was a very large city. It took three days to go through it. Jonah began by going a day's journey into the city, proclaiming, Forty more days and Nineveh will be overthrown. The Ninevites believed God. A fast was proclaimed, and all of them, from the greatest to the least, put on sackcloth. When Jonah's warning reached the king of Nineveh, he rose from his throne, took off his royal robes, covered himself with sackcloth, and sat down in the dust. This is the proclamation he issued in Nineveh. By the decree of the Lord and his nobles, do not let people or animals, herds or flocks, taste anything. Do not let them eat or drink, but let people and animals be covered with sackcloth. Let everyone call urgently on God. Let them give up their evil ways and their violence. Who knows? God may yet relent and with compassion turn from his fierce anger so that we will not perish. When God saw what they did and how they turned from their evil ways, he relented and did not bring on them the destruction he had threatened. So Jonah gets a second chance. Jonah, as he gets out, he knows what he is supposed to do, but he gets a chance to be obedient. He gets the instructions the second time. He Now, he had already heard those instructions. He was very clear on those instructions. In fact, he was running away from those instructions. But he gets them a second time and gets a chance to respond differently. And he obeys this time. He goes to Nineveh and he marches into the city, marches a day's journey into the city, and he proclaims 
that they will be overthrown. He brings them the bad news that what they are doing is displeasing to God. And they respond. Now, we don't know if they respond differently because there's something different about this Jonah because he's been in a fish for three days and three nights, or if they are just been prepared by God to respond. They respond in a way that God wanted Israel to respond for hundreds of years, at least for now, at least for today, at least with this king and these people. They turn away from whatever evil it is that they have been doing, and they repent and they very obviously make signs of repentance and God and God who sent Jonah there for this very reason doesn't destroy them this should be the end of the story this should be the happy ending we were looking for but this is chapter 3 of 4 and so chapter 4 we'll learn a little more about Jonah with that, we're going to end this episode of the Bible Study Podcast. If you have any questions, feel free to send an email to host at thebiblestudypodcast.com or leave a comment on this episode at thebiblestudypodcast.com. You can also follow me on Twitter at Chris2x. And as always, thanks so much for listening. What do you do when your world is falling apart? How do you march when it would be easier to stay where you are and die? Join me every week on the March or Die podcast, and we'll discuss that and so much more.